Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by G.I. Jello. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards at patreon.com slash run jump stomp. Episode 154 of Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Get a free book and directly support the stream by checking out Audible. They have thousands of books from every genre. You're definitely going to find something you like. Just head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash audible. You get a free book uh, and I get five bucks. So it's a win-win. And if you cancel at whenever you decide to, you get to keep whatever books you've picked up while you are a member of Audible. So again, that's runjumpstomp.com slash audible. Switchcraft is recorded live three times a week on Tuesday and Thursday at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get around to it. Tune in live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. And the the following awesome people are likely to greet you. Kodiak Moonwolf, Vaxer, Aerslia, Kimbalina66, Link31254, Mikey B. Playing, uh, Nagan Baseball Bat Glenn, Nintendork2012, Ostrich Owen, Pudding, Res TV, and TF Wagner, and of course, the Lurkers. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out with me while I record uh, the episode. It makes it a lot more fun for me to actually be able to interact with you guys while I do this. Let's start with feedback. I got an email from Rock Roberge. He said, Hey, RJS, just a quick note to anyone playing Rocket League on Switch, version 1.0.4 was released today, and it does not fix the notorious crash introduced by 1.0.3. I've spent hours working with Psionic support to test, capture, and help identify the issue, so it was pretty disappointing to find no relief with today's update. Anyway, please encourage your listeners to open a ticket with Psionics if Rocket League is crashing on their Switch. And there's a link included. I'll make sure I add that to the show notes. Uh, This is related to loot crate items, victory crates introduced about a month ago. Uh, The more of these you have in your inventory, the higher the crash frequency, especially if you have any of these equipped in your presets. Thanks much and all the best. All right, so that sucks. Um really not happy to hear something like that however i'm sure that psionics is going to get it fixed and push out an update as soon as they can i don't think that they would just leave it um, but it's not cool that they pushed out an update my guess actually is probably as cool um the, my guess is what happened is they probably pushed out an update to fix something else that they knew that they could fix and, and i don't know i haven't looked at the patch notes but You know, if I were a developer and I had multiple bugs and any software that is written today is going to have multiple bugs that need squashing. Uh, But if I were a developer and I had multiple bugs out there and I know that I was working with Rock on uh, on this bug, but, you know, some other developer that's working or I'm sorry, some some other uh, person that's working as 
part of this team fixes this bug. Well, I'm going to go ahead and push out an update to get that that thing fixed, even though I'm still trying to nail down whatever is happening over here. Um, so it, now you know why uh, your game is crashing. That's not cool, but I, I guarantee it'll be fixed as soon as they are able to. Psyonix is one of those developers that I find that I can believe in. I think that they are really awesome and they do really good work. So um, knock on wood, we'll see what happens. If you are looking to email me just like Rock did, you can send an email uh, to runjumpstomp at gmail.com. You can also tweet at me at runjumpstomp. You can call and leave a voicemail. Just make sure you keep it short. Uh, that 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. And um, let's see, any other ways? Oh, the Discord. You can join our Discord at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. And uh, by now, by the way, since I brought up the website, um, everybody should now be getting the new website. And the old website will uh, be taken out to pasture and, uh, and unceremoniously shot. Uh, so... We're moving on to greener pastures and uh, better things. Thank you guys for sticking with me while I while I work out all of this change in hosts and stuff. It was a pain, but I think it was worth it. So in between stories, Res TV, who also is a podcaster, they do Nintendo Pulse podcast, and you should check out their podcast. Um, but... Uh, they were talking in chat and they mentioned that uh, the Pinball FX3 devs have stopped working on a patch to to bring 60 FPS in dock mode. And that makes Rezd sad. And I can understand that. Uh, and the thing that that the, the reason I decided to start recording while I re respond to this is, uh, you know, I started saying that they may have invested enough man hours in to realize that this isn't something that they can do. Uh, maybe nailing 60 FPS uh, is not something that they can do with their engine. And then he responded with, um, where was it? Let's see. I'm sorry. I've lost it because he tried to send a link and it got, it got banned. So I'm trying to find, Oh, here we go. It says, uh, they were working on a patch to the core engine, found that they would have to rework most of the tables individually. Yeah, so that's a lot of extra work. It's probably not worth it. And honestly, for me, when I was playing that game, and by the way, if you haven't checked out Pinball FX3, it is free, and you should definitely check it out because I know a lot of you are probably like, a pinball game, who cares? It's fun. It's actually a lot of fun, and... Um, it doesn't cost anything to download just the just the vanilla pack or I, I forget what the table is that you get for free, but it doesn't cost anything. So definitely check it out. But when I was playing it, I never noticed that it wasn't at 60 frames per second. It just was fun to play. And this is a thing that I think and I'm not accusing Res TV of this, but this is a thing that I think I see a lot in that. People look at the number and they feel like the number is so important that they lose sight. They get a little myopic of 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 the fun of the game. You know, oh my gosh, it doesn't run in 1080. You know, that Zelda is not at 1080p when docked. It's at 900p. Um, 
who cares? Zelda looks great, you know? It, this game that runs at 30 frames per second instead of 60 frames per second. I don't care as long as it's a steady frame rate. That's more important to me by a mile than having a high frame rate. I would rather have a frame rate of 15 frames per second locked solid than something that varies between 15 frames per second and 60 frames per second. Now, of course, I'm not saying that people should be putting out games with 15 frames per second. That would not be good. But I think, you know, we've got 30 frames per second is a good standard. And if you can hit that, I think that you're pretty much okay for most games. Now, when you're talking about a first-person shooter, it gets a little more difficult. However, a lot of people say that Doom is great on the Switch, and that runs at 30 frames per second, I believe. So I, I think a lot of people, they lose sight of how important the frames per second thing is because they forget that if you're just playing the game, it doesn't matter. And you're not going to notice, really... And I know that there's people out there that are going to say, hey, I notice, I can tell when something is this many frames per second. But for me, and I'm talking about me, uh, I don't notice it unless I'm looking at the two things side by side. An example that I can give you is Overcooked. Overcooked on the Switch is at 30 frames per second. And there's even some frame dips on there. That, and frame dips I'm not okay with. Frame dips are bad. You want to steady. Um but Overcooked is at 30 frames per second. And I really didn't notice it. And then there was all the hubbub about how Overcooked was less frames per second on the Switch than on other platforms. And there was a video that people were posting about the difference between the 30 frames per second and the 60 frames per second. And yes, 60 frames per second looks better. But 30 frames per second is fine for most games. And and while I understand that Rezd is not... He's not uh, berating the developers. There's a lot of people out there that do berate the developers uh, based on that, that, that number. And what they should just decide is whether or not it's fun. You can now use Nintendo Gold Points when purchasing Nintendo Switch digital games. So... Here's how it works, basically. Uh, the gold points are awarded based on 5% of the amount you pay. Uh, you can then use the gold points you've earned when purchasing downloadable software and DLC on your Switch. One gold coin equals one US dollar cent. So you need 100 of them, and that gives you a dollar. Uh, when you earn points, if you buy a game digitally, it's worth 5% of whatever the purchase price i th i think it's the well okay it's it's obviously going to be the um the manufacturer's suggest msrp the manufacturer's suggested retail price so whatever their suggested retail price that's what you get so if you go into a store and you find um we'll say oh my god what is the name of the game that somebody just found in the bargain bin oh puyo puyo tetris if you find puyo puyo tetris in the bargain bin for 17 dollars, you're not going to get five percent of 17 dollars. you're going to get five percent of whatever the msrp was for that game which i think is 40 dollars. i could be wrong um Although, no, that, that um, that's a physical game, so you would only get 1%. If you buy it off the eShop, then it's 5% of what you pay. If you buy a physical purchase, then it's 1% of the MSRP. There, I've fixed it. Uh, so 
they give an example if you pay $60 for a game on the eShop you get 300 gold points these that's essentially $3 off now okay here's the problem with this and it is a real problem Nintendo isn't going back and giving you these points that for people who have already claimed the games that they've purchased so if you bought um like let's say breath of the wild and you claimed it you're like that's a 60 dollars game you claimed it if you did it before today you got less than the one percent that you would normally get uh if you bought it digitally you got less than the five percent that you would get after today and to me that seems punitive for people who were the biggest fans the uh, early adopters, the people who were the most loyal customers, that seems punitive to me. I think it's a little ridiculous that they didn't say, okay, well, let's make sure that we retroactively go back and give everybody points for the things that they've purchased already at the current rate uh, because we, they used to give less. Now they give more, which is great, but... Um, I'm sorry, now they give more, which is great. That's not a bad thing, but they they aren't giving you the the uh, the amount for the things that you already claimed. And I personally just think that's that's kind of lame. Uh, TF Wagner is giving me a little bit of a correction. It's one if you buy a physical, uh, game cartridge, it's 1% of the eShop price, which is basically the same thing as what I was saying, because they're going to put the eShop price at the, at the MSRP, the manufacturer's suggested retail price. They're going to be the same. Um, but that's one way that you can find out how much you're going to get for it. Now, when, when I complain about this, I feel like kind of like an entitled brat. And the reason why I feel like an entitled brat when I complain about this is because it's free money. That's basically what it is. It's not like I'm deciding what games I'm going to buy based on this eShop currency. Um, I'm buying the games that I want to play because it's such a small amount anyway. It really doesn't have any big impact on anything. Uh, And I don't think that they do anything like this on Xbox. I don't think that they do anything like this on PlayStation. I could be wrong about those things. I'm not sure. Uh, But... It's nice of Nintendo to do this. It's just kind of, a, I don't know, it's a it's a finger in the old eye uh, for them to say, well, after today, we're going to start giving you more. And if you claimed your stuff before, then screw you. Uh, that's kind of lame. And I'm curious how you guys feel about this. Uh, two things. First off, are you uh, excited about this change? And secondly, uh, and this one's a good one, How many points, how many gold coins do you have? So what I want you guys to do is if you are interested, tweet at me at runjumpstomp and tell me how many eShop coins, uh, the gold ones, not the silver ones, because I don't even really know what those do, uh, but the gold ones, how many gold coins do you have? That's uh, that's what I want. Don't email to me because I'll get too many, but it'll be much easier to to look at it on... uh, (laughs) on Twitter. (laughs) 
Iron Galaxy is the company that ported Skyrim to the Switch. Now, I haven't played it on the Switch because I had already bought the game twice before, and I didn't really want to triple dip on Skyrim. Although, if it goes on sale at some point, there's there's not a lot holding me back from picking it up because Skyrim is a fantastic game. And if you've never played it on any other platform, then... I would say definitely pick it up on the Switch. It's an open world game, just like Breath of the Wild is. And that is the kind of game that absolutely shines on a portable system because you can take it with you and do little bits here and there and just continually uh, peck away at uh, chip away at the at the game and exploring this vast open world that is really, really fun. So from what I've heard, Iron Galaxy did a very good job with the Switch port of uh, Skyrim. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because uh, Adam Boys, who works at, uh, at uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember, uh, at Iron uh, Galaxy, uh, he has tweeted at the Monster Hunter team. So, why is he tweeting at them? He said, Dear at Monster Hunter team at Capcom, not Catcom, that'd be a different studio, I'm sure. Uh, we understand that porting the game to the Nintendo Switch is challenging, but this is exactly what Iron Galaxy does. Give us a shot. We won't let you down. Now, Capcom has been pretty adamant that bringing Monster Hunter World to the Switch is something that would be way too much work and to make it worth their wild just because of the engine that they used. Um, I'm sure that if you give it to somebody else to do it, then you know what? Now you don't have to worry about that. However, I, I'm not a game developer and I don't know how it works when you are working with a third party developer to try and port your game over. It could be really confusing. It could be more work than Capcom wants to put into it. But I'll tell you this, if, um, if Iron Galaxy gets their hands on this, the, the stuff that they need in order to port Monster Hunter World to the Switch, it's definitely something that Capcom should let them do uh, if they can do it well. Now, if they can't do it well, then Capcom should say, shut it down, we're not doing it. Uh, but if they can do it well, then that's something that should happen because there's a lot of people out there that have the Switch. And of those people that have the Switch... I guarantee that there's a lot of them that only have the Switch and they want to be able to play this game because Monster Hunter World is fantastic. I've got probably 50 hours in that game. I've had so much fun hunting down the, the monsters and I haven't even finished the game yet. Uh, I haven't gotten to the end game. I haven't really grouped with other people very often, maybe once or twice, but the game is really good, and it's got a really uh, fantastic uh, loop to it where you go out into the wilderness, uh, attack a monster, get its parts, use those parts to make armor and weapons so, uh, so that you can be more powerful, so you can go out and hunt a more powerful monster. Uh, the story is really kind of garbage for me, I thought. I was really bored with the story most of the time, and most of the time I want to hit the skip button on the cutscene because I really don't care what's happening in the game, uh, but I don't because I'm afraid I'll miss something cool. Um, I will say that the graphics are unbelievably gorgeous like monster hunter world is one of those games that just looks beautiful but 
you know, it's not going to look that good on the Switch and it's not going to run at a uh, 60 frames per second like it does on my PlayStation. However, I bet you it'll look pretty good. It won't look great. It won't look as good as it does on the PS4. But you know what? When I play Rocket League on my Switch, I have it on PC as well. And when I play Rocket League on my Switch, I don't really notice that it looks like crap except for when it's starting up. After I'm playing, all of that kind of fades away because the gameplay is where all of the important stuff is. That's that's what a game is about. It's about how does it play? How fun is it? And the fun is way more important than the pretty. And yes, Monster Hunter World is extremely pretty. It's also really, really fun. And I would gladly take a scaled down version of that to play it portably because I've had so much fun playing that game. So Capcom, I think that you got to listen to Iron Galaxy here and see if they can do it. Give him a chance. He says they won't let you down. Yes, it is. No, it's not. What's happening? We don't know. What am I talking about? We're talking about a light switch. A light switch plugged into an outlet with Diablo on it. It's a nightlight, and you turn the switch on and off. And last episode, or maybe the episode before, I can't remember, uh, I talked about how it would be awesome if we got Diablo 3 on the switch. And, you know, one thing that I'm pretty sure that I said is that just because Blizzard has said that they have nothing to announce doesn't mean that we'll never get Diablo. It just means that right now they don't have anything to talk about. But Eurogamer, who is usually pretty reliable when it comes to them saying that we're confirming something, uh, they said uh, after... Oh, where was it? It said... Blue, blue, uh, Eurogamer sources have told us that yes... The project is very much in production, and as you might expect, the game will be a port of Diablo 3. Now, I've talked about this last time, but I'm just going to hit a couple of really quick uh, uh, things. Um, yeah, when I looked at the thing of the guy flipping the switch back and forth, you know, on, off, on, off, and it was this nightlight, I was sold. I was like, yes, they're going to bring Diablo 3 to the switch. Of course they would. Now, why wouldn't they? <laughs> There's a lot of Switches out there. That's a big customer base that is just sitting there waiting for a fantastic ARPG. Not that there's no good ARPGs on the Switch, but I don't think there's any Diablo-likes. And Diablo is very much its own thing. It's got a wonderful uh, gameplay loop where you will go into uh, a dungeon and seek out this boss and get this item to upgrade your gear a lot like monster hunter really although different in its own way um it's a game that most of the time requires you to connect online however that requirement is only on the pc version of the game the uh, xbox version of the game and the playstation version of the game are not required to connect to the internet in order to play and this is an important point because the Switch is a console that is often not connected to the internet. And most of Blizzard's games require an internet connection. You could probably get away with it with StarCraft, but 
Starcraft probably wouldn't be able to be played on the Switch very well. Um, World of Warcraft is never coming to consoles. We just need to deal with that, and that's too bad. Um, although watch Blizzard announce that it's coming to them soon. I don't know. It'd be crazy. Uh, Diablo is perfect. It doesn't always have to be online. Uh, they've really worked out the controls to work very, very well. And I can't wait to, to slay some demons on the go. Um, but I wouldn't expect anything to happen soon. My guess is I'm just going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say that we're going to hear about Diablo 3 at E3 for the Nintendo Switch. Now, I could be totally wrong. That's why it's a prediction. I'm not saying that sources have told me like other people do. A lot of people will will say this is going to happen. I'm just saying if I were in charge of something, that's what I would do. I would make Diablo 3 get announced at E3. And if they're, if if Nintendo and Blizzard are smart, by the way, they're two of my favorite developers. But if they're smart, they could uh, say, and you can download it tomorrow. Or, and you can download it right now. That kind of thing. That's the kind of thing that really hypes people up. Now, remember that the, uh, the official word from blizzard is that as of now we do not have any current plans to announce for diablo switch but that's just that's just pr speak that we haven't said anything yet we're not ready to say anything i said it before and i'm gonna say it again i feel like for for blizzard to post this little animate or this little video and not think that it would make us think of the nintendo switch for them to do that is it's just laughable. I don't think that that's possible. I I guarantee that when they made this video, it let's say that let's say that uh, that they'll never bringing it to the switch, uh, and in this imaginary world uh, where there's a meeting and they show this video, I guarantee somebody in the room would have said, "Well, aren't people going to think they're going to bring the game to the Nintendo Switch, and then we'll just have angry fans on our hands?" So I don't think that's the case. I think that we're going to be getting Diablo 3 on the Switch. I think we'll get it this year. I think we'll get it announced at E3. And maybe it'll come out. Maybe it's one of the games that'll come out in September alongside Nintendo Switch's online thing where you have to pay to go online. That makes sense. Uh, but we'll see. It's, it's going to be a mystery and we'll just have to wait and find out. All right, two quick stories, and then we're going to wrap up the show. Uh, the first one is that Amazon Germany has listed Project Octopath Traveler for a release date of August. Amazon's usually pretty good. Like They will, they will usually say if, if something is slated to come out in 2018, they'll say December 31st, 2018, until they get an actual real date. So the fact that it's listed on Amazon Germany for August... That seems like pretty good evidence that it's supposed to be coming out in August. And I know a lot of people are really excited for that game, myself included. Um, The second story that I want to hit real quick was dropped during the show into uh, the Switchcraft links in the Discord server. Uh, And that is that there will be a Nintendo Direct this Thursday, March 8th. Uh, And this is by Marcus Sellers. Now, Marcus Sellers is somebody who sometimes gets things right and sometimes does not. He, I don't think that they 
have quite the track record that Eurogamer does. Uh, so we don't know if that's true. I'm just letting you know that there's a rumor of a Nintendo Direct coming on Thursday. Now, let's say that in two days we do not hear from Nintendo. That doesn't mean it's time to get out the pitchforks and the torches. Everybody just relax. Nintendo will tell us something when they have something to say. And I guarantee that when they have something to say, I will talk about it on this podcast. So make sure that you are uh, are following me right here so that, so that you can find out uh, right away. Because three days a week, that usually means that we don't have a lot of time between episodes. I'm a number one! Well, since the last time that I uh, recorded... I started playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2 again. I talked about this a little bit on the last episode, but I I played it a bunch yesterday, uh, last or a lot yesterday, and I had a lot of fun playing that. I finally have finished Chapter 3, and don't you don't have to worry about any spoilers here. I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, I finally finished Chapter 3 and started Chapter 4. I finally unlocked all of the the menu icons in the middle. And I have to say that I really enjoyed the uh, stuff at the end of chapter three. One thing that I will say that I did not enjoy though, is the music at the end of chapter three, like the singing, it really drives me crazy. And, and I feel like Xenoblade Chronicles X did this same thing on uh, the Wii U where there is dialogue happening, where the characters are talking to each other, and there's uh, a soundtrack with with people singing in the background, and it's very distracting to me from the what the characters are saying, and I don't like it. Now, I'm not saying that I didn't like the song. I'm not saying that I didn't like the vocalist, but I, I would prefer... I, I very much prefer games to have music with no vocals if the music is going to be played during a cutscene where characters are talking to each other uh, because it really bothers me. Uh, that being said, I'm having a blast with it. And, uh, you know, during my lunch break today, I got a little bit done in the game. Um, I'm still a little wary of like what stats my characters should have. And I feel like by the time I got to chapter four, I should have had a better understanding of, of what stats I should be going for on a character. It's it's, this is a game that's very much like an MMO. And that's one thing that's very good about most MMOs is they teach you what do you want your character's stats to be? What is it that you want to work towards? And whenever I go into town and I look at the aux cores or I look at the accessories, every single time I'm just like throwing my hands up in the air. I was like, I have no idea what I should be going after. And I think that's one little thing about the game that, that just kind of bothers me. I feel like they didn't do a good enough job explaining that. Now that might be because I don't uh, understand something uh, because maybe I skipped a cutscene that I didn't mean to or maybe they just maybe they maybe they put it in in such a way that I can develop my character in any way that I want in which case then I don't I want to have a lot of choices for what what gear that I need to use but I think if that if they're gonna do it that way then they need to make it more, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, a little more clear 
as to what I'm going to be building towards if I want to be a healer or if I want to be a damage dealer or if I want to be a tank, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, but anyway, I'm really enjoying the game. It seems seems like I'm crapping on the game, but I'm not. It's it's really fun. And I have to say that combat system is so much fun. I still wish there was a combat dummy, though, so I could just practice. Uh, anyway, uh, let's wrap up this show. That wasn't so bad. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed or a topic that you would like discussed, please let me know at one of the ways that I mentioned at the top of the show. If you're looking for a way to support my content, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. That's runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. Used to be slash support, but it's not anymore. Now it's slash thank you, and that's because of the new website. Um, thank you to Noteblock and Tom Winter for the use of the music on the show. I'm out of here. I will see you guys on Thursday, and hopefully there will be a Nintendo Direct, but, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Bye-bye.